So tonight we had our first mini meet and greet. It was sort of a test, right? Just to kind of make sure everything worked. And I, I feel like it was a success. Yeah, I think the proof of concept worked. Everybody turned their video cameras on, which I did not anticipate. But, yeah, uh, that was fun. A, a s- small group of people. So it was Angela and Kimberly. But it was uh, for the four of us, we played a game of MASH, talked Jimmy Eat World, and then also uh, personal pursuits in music. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. You know, in our we're game on the of Discord MASH, let, let's, let's yeah. read. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, uh, anybody could join in. Right now, it's only open up to patrons, but we'll probably open it up to the public. So, uh, patreon.com slash jimmy epod uh if you want to get hip to these things uh but in the game of mash we played um we lived in a house with rick uh our occupation was teacher we drove a scion and we're poor um and uh yeah that's the so old yeah old a, a true american life yeah and i think that's a good uh sum up of the discord uh channel uh, or yeah. yeah, the server itself. Yeah, every platform seems to have, but uh, for you and I, a certain connotation associated with it. And I still, I still enjoy the Facebook group. However, I, I just haven't been uh, keeping up with them lately. And I think there's like an ebb and flow to it as well. That there's even the members there. There's some people that continue to post, but there's normal people that you and I would interact with that just maybe they're taking some time away, but. There's not a lot of activity there. Uh, the Reddit community has always been kind of on edge with us, with you know the <laughs> comments that they make. <laughs> They've been in what like a perpetual timeout. Uh, and then there's the Discord that we've just been. I, I feel like in the last couple of months, you and I have really ramped up our presence there and, and made ourselves known and and introduced ourselves in different channels to all these other people, these other other fans. It's been a quite an adventure for the last uh, year and a half. Almost two years. It's wild to think, you know, where we've started and where we are now. And it's if you were to look at where we we are now, it's it's hard to think, you know, if if we were back in in those early days, would we ever consider or think that we'd be at this point? And if if you try to just read out the story of Jimmy Eat Pot, it's a little overwhelming, and sometimes you know it can be um, a, a little stressful. And you know what? Sometimes I just want to go back and think about those early days. In fact, I think it was March of 2019 that you and I had the conversation on Twitter. You were you were gushing about the Blink 155 pod, and I said, "What is the deal uh, with this with this podcast?" And you said, "Oh, it, this is what it is." Uh, in fact, I have an idea. Would you like to start a podcast about Jimmy Eat World with me? And it's just wild to think from where we are now. If we were to go back there, uh, back to step one, <laughs> this is Jimmy Eatbot. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, back to step one. I mean, just thinking about that back in, we're recording this on in March of 21. That was two years ago that you had essentially reached out to me for this. And look at what we've, yeah. what, what has amassed here. You know, it's funny. So what we're we at. talked about, how I had deleted my Twitter archive, but yeah, we talked about DMing. Did not delete yeah. the DMs. Would you like me to read out the DMs at the yeah. beginning of the pod? Uh, ahead, here man. is step one of Jimmy E. Pod. You say, let me know when you have time to chat and what platform you prefer. I have some questions. 
and I said, I'm doing some mundane tasks at work, so I'm down if you want to chat. And you say, so I'm interested in working with you on something like this. I know you have a lot of experience in podcasting. I have none other than listening to a few podcasts on Spotify here and there. Without explaining everything, what's your time commitment on something like this? I'll bet since it's something you love doing, you probably don't count the time. And so anyway, we go on and on about this. And uh, <laughs> this is fun. We should do a Patreon episode where we read this. <laughs> um, so uh, and then you say, can we, can I Facebook message you? My computer isn't letting me reply. <laughs> So this is the hard hitting content. Oh yeah, um, here. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose if I have this this chat, you have this chat. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting how I sort of what I thought maybe this podcast could be, which is now, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, wow. Crazy. Yeah, and it's uh, it's amazing what a, a simple yes can can result in, right? You know, just the fact that. Like let's say I was I was on the fence about it, for it, judging from those DMs. Maybe it, it wasn't a quick reply like I had I had remembered, but it, it was something that I sat on the fence for a day or so. <laughs> and to think of me saying yes, and where we are now, and who the people who we have met, the people who we have interviewed, the the distance that we've reached with this podcast so far, and I man, I have no. It's it's one of those trains that's just moving. I I have no. Um, intention of stopping this this thing, you know, it's it's going, and I, I'm loving it. So just think of that that one yes, that one let's move forward, let's take step one. Uh, was look at that, and and where we are now. So I'm I'm very happy, and just kind of looking back, we're almost we're almost at our diamond moment. Almost, and, uh, yeah. But our we already did that anniversary. Episode. Oh wait, did we? No, we'd saved that for seventy five. We yes. did. So <laughs> there we go. A little hint. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so step one, uh, which is uh, a damage B-side uh, slash on the Japanese release. And then I wrote single, which we'll get into because it wasn't a single, but somebody had mentioned it was a B-side on a single. I couldn't find that information anywhere. Um, track 11 of 11 in Japan, uh, produced by, we assume, Alan Johannes and Jimmy World. Mm-hmm. Um, recorded at Alan Johannes's place, June 11th, 2013. So the release date. All over the place because yeah. Japan has different release dates. I had written June 11th, 2013, because that's when it came out in the States. Then I saw somewhere it said April 11th, 2013. And I think that might have been when the lead single and album announcement was made. But that was on the Wikipedia's entry for the band. And if I cared enough, I would go in and edit the Wikipedia. But I don't care about Wikipedia. I care about I always want to call it wiki e pod, but then that's like, that's a pod and not the thing. Right. So, <laughs> um, so Jimmy eat wiki is where I would care to have that, have that information corrected. Um, and I don't think it's incorrect there anyway. Uh, and then on discogs, I saw that the Japanese release was June 26, 2013. And I think that falls in line with usually the Japan releases are a couple weeks later. And that makes uh, sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, on Discogs, it said the Japan release was then. Okay. Yeah, so the original release was June 11th, and then that would be twenty, yeah, 12 days later. Yeah, on the 26th. Um, and Jim sings this one. It's uh, 3 minutes, 14 seconds. It's the notable high note is B flat 4. Now, sometimes I have two notable high notes, and I realize that there's like a legend on this website I use where 
I never, I, I just thought it was poor formatting because some things are in italics, some things are in parentheses, some things have asterisks. And I thought that, that was just like, oh, somebody came in and added a new song and didn't change like the formatting on their text. But it just means that uh, the blue marks note, the blue marked notes are sung in falsetto. Underline marks uh, notes are obscured in the mix. Italic mark on metal on melodic notes on non melodic. It's it's very confusing, but it made sense more that they all were sung differently. And so a high note might have two things: one in which is sung in falsetto, and one is sung full birth. Um, so I thought that was interesting. A uh, hmm. notable low note on this is B flat two, and the um. Uh, the note is obscured in the mix, according to the uh, the notator, um, who I did reach out to to see if we could. I'm really interested in sort of like the person that's going in and cataloging all of this. Right. Uh, I mean, if it's done completely manually, if they're listening to this or if they're just look, even if they're looking at uh, like, let's say it, it automatically transcribes digitally what the note, the high note and the low note are, someone's got to go through. And I'm, I'm interested in the process. Yeah, so the website is just a forum called Range Planet. And then uh-huh. somebody creates a thread for a band and then somebody populates that thread with information. So hmm. I assume it's all manual and somebody's sitting there like on their piano, like, oh, okay, that's a B flat two there. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. They wrote a whole blurb about the band that we can get into some other time. Um, I have no demo for this and I can't find that they ever played this. Um, and, uh, it even shows up on that Reddit post of songs that Jimmy Eat World has not played live, uh, posted by walking on a wire three years ago. So, uh, uh, yeah, there is, uh, that group of facts that I have for the song. Step one. Uh, Oh, Before we get into the lyrics, can I do a little housekeeping? Do it, please. Last week was in the same room, and I didn't get to read Jake T. O'Donnell's blurb about it because it is on his list in the upper or lower half of the list in the higher numbers. So uh, uh, this band's uh, most popular song is The Middle. So what would you guess between 50 and 100? This song is not quite there. But it's their their most popular song is the middle this band. <laughs> Fifty seven. Oh no. I thought you were gonna go seventy-five and it's seventy-four. Oh. Seventy-five is the middle point between fifty and a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant in the entire uh from from oh, one yeah, no, to sorry, yeah. I apologize. Oh Man, no, it's I my might fault. have actually you got still it wouldn't though. have gotten it if you said seventy five, so I don't know why I was really going for that. Anyway, number seventy four on Jake T. O'Donnell's list. All in right. the same room, Static Prevails nineteen ninety six. The guys in Jimmy Eat World got an incredible opportunity to record their first major label album at a very young age. And in getting to work with Trombino for the first time, they explored a lot of the studio space with songs like In the Same Room. It's sort of a slur to use the E word with Jimmy World, but it's hard to describe a song like In the Same Room as anything other than, well, that E word we aren't supposed to say when talking about the band. And there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that because it's a a really solid song. Jim doesn't really scream. And the radio transmission touch at the end was a cool departure for them 
that they called back later in the song. So much of Static Prevails is the band figuring out who they were, and In the Same Room is a great example of where they were going. So that's Jake T. O'Donnell, number 74, on uh, his list of top 100 Jimmy World songs. And uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to Druzel on the Discord, who sent us a Jimmy Eat World patch. Did you get to see that patch that he sent in the mail? No, I didn't. Um, uh, I posted it to our Instagram, and it is of the headphone logo. He said, hey, I have this Jimmy Eat World patch from the early 2000s that uh, I assume with this logo you might be interested in. And it has the headphone logo. And so it's an iron-on oh, patch. I did see that. Okay, they, and he said they stole the Jimmy Eat Pod logo. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> All right. I, okay, I do recall seeing that one. That was and fun. then uh, we we even got a heart from the guy that designed uh, Inked Elephant, the guy that designed that headphone logo. Yeah. He he posted a heart on that. So yeah, he did. Yeah, excellent. Very cool. Thanks to Druzel. Now step one lyrics. Justin, would you like to jump in? Yeah, man. Here we go. Okay, I was very intrigued by these lyrics here. This was uh, this was a different style of song uh, going through these, and I I feel like when we go through these step by step, you're gonna see. Uh, you're going to see the message that that comes across. So it starts out with, friend, a name I'll call you in the daytime out in the open. So already, personally, I can see where this is going. They're acting like friends out in public. If they're in a situation where uh, people could see or someone is within earshot, the the word friend is dropped in the daytime out in the open. And I that friend is very important because that comes up a lot throughout these lyrics. Yeah. Would you say this is a verse or a chorus? Because this friend motif kind of re- repeats. And I, I didn't make verse notes one. here. Yeah, okay. this is verse one to me. And then, yeah, it, it repeats here. Friend, you know what I really mean. Know exactly what I could be. So now we've gone from something in this first half of this verse is something somebody would say aloud in public, out in the open. The second time seems more like someone's leaning over with their hand right over their mouth saying, friend, you know what I really mean, know exactly what I could be. So in confidence, it seems like they could be or are uh, a little bit more than friends. So already we're seeing in these in these four lines in this first verse, the stage that's being set is there is a, a relationship that has developed that is a little more than friends. And I love that friend is used twice (laughs) because it's more than friends, but that's how this person is referring. So then we go into the chorus, which uh, goes with all this time won't hold us in line. I'm still afraid you'll cut through me. And the time won't hold us in line. Is that, could that be time apart? Uh, The time we're trying to separate from each other, is is that going to hold us in line? And, And, he outright says, this won't hold us in line. So maybe they're thinking that staying away might quell the thirst, but he's concerned or worried that it won't work. She is so strong. Her strength as a person, an individual, is so strong that he's afraid that she'll cut through him. So his defense that he's putting up with maybe instituting this t- break of time is just going to be destroyed because in the end, he's just going to realize once again that this person is more than a friend, and I'm very much involved. Uh, here's so, a quick question. Do you remember where yeah. you got the lyrics from? Um, I usually copy from Genius, but there were some that had... So Friend, Genius had the, the wrong lyrics. It was song meanings that had the 
uh, correct ones. Inter- I didn't even think to go and correct it. And I didn't read the lyrics along with the song ever. So I never made these corrections. So I'm looking at the genius lyrics, which is interesting. So I'm making right. the corrections as I go. And maybe I'll publish these to genius when we're done. And right. So Jimmy friend, Wick- are you talking about like friend? I mean, I, I mean, yep. I call you. Yeah. Yep. I, th- th- I listened to it pretty closely and it does say friend a name. I'll call you. Yeah. And it was How only weird. in that one spot. Everyone else had, had grabbed from the wrong location. Yeah. And then the uh, I'm still afraid you'll cut through me. Uh, Genius has you come for me. Yeah. These ones were seem to be better. Yeah. Listening to it. I, I listened to both, but I'm glad that I went through because Genius was the top result. So that was the what I grabbed originally. And then the second I, I saw a friend and uh <laughs> the wrong i can't even think of the wrong i mean i'll call you i mean yeah i mean i call i'll call you i i tried to find the one and it was the only one that i could find was song meanings and just i took those and then re-labeled them the verse chorus verse yeah chorus. and song meanings had no notes yet they got the lyrics right yeah so I'm good on them man i'm glad yeah. that was fixed so yeah i'm still afraid you'll cut through me and then the second half of the chorus is my sick heart all these pieces and parts only you can break you know the way so he has a troubled heart and it can only it sounds like he's putting the power in her hands it can only be broken or mended by her and so i i always love when there are lyrics where the heart is being provided right like a heart is a very personal intimate thing and it's the thing that keeps you alive. And it's, I guess, you know, talking about Jake T. O'Donnell and the E word. I mean, you could really, <laughs> I wonder how many times the word heart has been uh, uttered in emo lyrics, right? And even even to go as far as you can have my heart. But there is one specific song I think of. List, looking at these lyrics, my sick heart, all these pieces and parts, only you can break, you know the way, right? So she's in control of this. There was a, a hard breakup that I went through, and it was like it was the one long-term girlfriend that I had. And there is that meme, and we have it's been posted between the Jimmy Eat World Facebook, between uh, between the the subreddit, and it's <laughs> and I think you even reposted it. It's the one where you listen to the sad song and it didn't hit hard enough, so you oh, listen yeah. to it again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I wish I could go back. I don't have the premium account of Last FM. I wish I could go back and look at how many times I listened to Billy Joel's "And So It Goes" on repeat. It was like one of those where the song ended, and I want to feel like I feel like I listened to it for two straight days. Where, wow. Okay, the song's over. Let's repeat. <laughs> but there's a part where Billy says, "So I will share this room with you," which I imagine he's referring to a space this this room this maybe like a personal room and you can have this heart to break that one those two lines i guess there were two lines in that song that just hit me and those were the ones that that was like the deepest part of the song and just listening to it all the way through and listening to this that this person is giving this other individual their heart essentially to break you can break this if you want it's like it's like the ultimate it, it's a little cliche, but it's like the ultimate gift is I'm giving you my heart to break is this one la- this one last thing that's keeping me alive is what you are in control of. That's what you have in your hands. Yeah. And so it's kind of a cool 
cool lyrics. Still nothing really going back to step one. There's nothing with these lyrics that kind of send me back to what the song means. And maybe at the end of this, we can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the chorus is, is that, yeah, we end up with that is, is handing over his heart essentially. And then verse two is friend again, friend. I love this friend. It's hard for me to breathe. I'm powerless against you really showing his cards here. He's going, he's going all in. Sounds like she has all the power or just, he is incredibly weak. And is is uh, is professing this to her. It's like, I'm powerless against you. I don't know if you know how much power you have over me, but this is what I'm feeling right now. And then it goes on to say, friend, it scares me when I think the secret place worth sharing. Which to me means uh, they, they have something special that nobody really knows about. Whether or not she's accepting what he's saying or she's re- replying or even listening. But they have something special. And it seems like it... It, it, the relationship, has some kind of significant power. And the secret place could be them hiding something. It could be the place that they share that they go to, if physical or if it's even like a figurative place. But uh, but it, it scares me when I think the secret place worth sharing. I think that's the that's the culmination of the what the song is trying to get across here is that the what they could be is what's scaring him. Yeah, scaring him so much that on Genius they put the secret place where I shiver. Oh, is that is that what they wrote on there? Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah, uh, I'm so glad I got the real ones because I'm not, and you're not correcting me. Going actually, Justin. No, no. no. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, oh, you know what? I'm just scrolled down on the Genius lyrics, and I think the bridge. I'm hoping the bridge is wrong here because I saw something <laughs> on the Genius that was really out of place. So. So after the verse, the chorus goes again twice this time. So it reiterates that, you know, all this time won't hold us in line twice. And then it goes into a pretty sweet bridge where the next new lyric is, oh, it isn't fair. I held my everything. And you know how there's there's a point in these conversational lyrics that Jim puts into these songs where it, it's, it, it, it sounds like an internal monologue. And you can almost... With the different portions of the song, the bridge, the verses, and the chorus, you can kind of tell where they're switching focus or realizing certain things. And to this this part, it sounds like he's having an internal monologue as opposed to the the external dialogue with this person. So he's he's kind of fighting with himself in his mind. Oh, it isn't fair. I held my everything. He's so torn and isn't able to make a decision one way or another. Like he has the choice to make. Um, and I'm reading held, I held my everything, as in my everything is I held that back. So I held my wants, my desires, my yeah. thoughts, everything back. Yeah. So maybe she, maybe at this point she isn't really receptive to it. And he's either that or he's gone on a tirade and he's just kind of, he's just gushing and saying, look, this is it, man. You are, you are my muse and this, I, I can't handle this. So the bridge is like is a is a point of I don't know this this individual the protagonist kind of realizing that they're maybe they they can't make a decision one way or another and let's see what the second half of this says so don't say yeah we could have been and I think it's like yeah we could have been not it's two lines don't say yeah the second line is we could have been I think it's don't say and then in quotes yeah comma ah, we could have been there you go 
right? So that's yep. what I'm thinking. Even though it's broken up, I think that it's a, one of those where... That's like you, what we you, talked about last week exactly. with the AFI lyrics. Yeah, yeah. exactly. AFI lyrics starting uh, starting a sentence or a thought on one line and in the middle of that line break, just continuing on to that second. So don't say, yeah, we could have been. I mean, of course, looking... And, and I think this is sort of that situation where you you could look back on anything any one single thing and say yeah we could have done this of course hindsight's 2020 so looking at this yeah don't say we could have been we we knew that already we could have been what we're talking about is maybe what we can be and i, I think that's the that's the highest tension point uh point of of like tension in this song is that bridge where he's realizing that uh and, and if it's internal or if it's external but He's realizing that I held my everything. I put my all into this. Um, and don't say, yeah, we could have been, because that maybe that's what he's so used to hearing from her. And uh, and that's it. And then from there, it busts out into a nice little solo and then goes into the chorus a couple more times. But the big difference with the chorus at the end is that, so the second time that they run that chorus, the last line, only you can break, uh, you know the way. So talking, really, really hammering home the fact that she has his heart and whatever happens after this, if he's asking for something from her or if he's just, if he just wants to air this and put this out there, um, it sounds like that's what he's saying is like, having said all of this, you're in control of my heart. Do what you will with it. Yeah. It's a really cool song. And I have a question for you, man. Is there anything you wanted to talk about with the lyrics? Uh, the only thing that I had here was that it sort of goes into a community thing, but Michael Crisp in the Facebook group had responded to Sarah Richard, uh, who is only listening to the song for the first time. He says, I love damage, but never knew about this one. Went exactly where I wanted it to go after the bridge. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, and it does really no, take I don't off. Have any, uh, I don't have any thoughts about it. Okay. Well, do you have a track listing for damage in front of you? I don't. I can pull one up. Okay, go ahead, because I wanted to ask you, uh, and I'll tell you where I would place this, but where would you have placed hmm. this yeah, in that's the a good album? Question. Hmm. I'm trying to think, because we talked about this album being kind of an arc. Yep, yeah, and, and I think that's pretty fair. If you were to look, and I was, I was going back to the songs that we have done and covered in this, uh, so I know, we, we know that there are certain topics that place. are covered. Okay. All right. Where would you? This would place go this after. From? Please say no before. How'd you have me? Okay. So between six and seven. Yeah. Okay. Um. Is is there a reason why? So, please say no. Is uh, uh a w- wanting to not believe in the end of the relationship, and the uh-huh. how'd you have me is that spiteful uh line, um of. convincing yourself to get over it and so i feel like lyrically this sort of fits right in between um with him saying this isn't fair with him saying this isn't fair that sort of uh, i'm trying to think of like the last time i broke up with somebody which is a long time ago but it's oh yeah the the please say no sounds like a denial and the this isn't fair sounds like anger so, uh-huh. uh, so yeah, I, th- I okay. feel like that. And then spite is how'd you have me, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what could, because we have done that track. So I just thought of how 
yeah, that that was the whole uh, that moment where the individual in this has realized their strength. And how would you have me? And I only had you. Yeah. Woe is you just, is I think what I said. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that resonated. That those two lines resonate with me. How would you have me? And I only had you. Yeah. Come on. Oh, so okay, valid. Nice. So, uh, yeah, between six and seven, I I had it potential originally placed between eight and nine, but could have also been between one and two. And here's why. So I think this whole, the concept of this, or my analysis of this is it's two people, perhaps in their own relationships, their own respective mm. relationships, talking about what could have been. So this is like a side uh, conversation. So I don't think that this individual has anything to do with the timeline of damage. So looking at it from one between one and two, from appreciation and damage, damage sounds like something went wrong. Appreciation... As, and we, I don't think we've done appreciation yet, but appreciation just going off of the beginning of this, of any relationship is like appreciation for that other person. And maybe there was somebody else involved and that's what caused the damage. So that's kind of a loose, a loose uh, placement there. But looking at eight and nine, I think it's like no, never and bye bye love is that they have realized and maybe this person has nothing at the end of this. So from how do you have me, the whole, uh, you know, like sticking it to them, to uh, no, never. But bye-bye love is like the acceptance of everything yeah. and understanding that it's, I, I've got I've to gotta let go. I've got to say bye-bye love. Uh, but I feel like it goes between no, never, which we haven't, we haven't listened to that or analyzed that track yet. But bye-bye love we have. And it felt like to me it wasn't necessarily assuming also that this is like a side conversation that maybe this is when they've ref, they've gone back to this other person and said, look, I've lost this with my other. I, I've basically given you everything. I've lost everything in my personal relationship. And then what are we going to do with this? Are you going to give me a chance? Are we going to try and make this something? Or are we? Are you just going to keep with your in your relationship and then just let me go by the wayside? And looking at the rest of the last two tracks, maybe this guy, this person, the individual in damage gets nothing by the end. And that's why, I don't know, they, you were good. Maybe he's reflecting on that one, the relationship that was originally important to him. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I like your placement a little bit better because it's, I mean, you're thinking of it in the context of that it's part of the total story. But just looking at it from where I thought with the whole friend, 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 friend thing yeah, yeah, yeah. was that this was, I think this was like a, a kind of a, um, a little bit of a departure from the storyline just to make it more interesting as an album. Where do you, you know, think it falls? 484 J-Pod. Yeah, J-Pod, please. <laughs> Call or text. The text. Uh, the text is easy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have a. I have a confession to make about this track. Yeah. I what don't is it? think I had ever heard it. Isn't that something? Well, I'll tell you what. I definitely did not hear it. It's kind of a trip. It was kind of like a weird blind spot. I was like, all right. Uh, you know, when I went out with the dogs last week after we recorded, I was like, let me call up the song, and sure enough, it was not in my library. And I was like, oh, that's weird. All right, let me go get it off of the uh, off of the old Google Drive. And sure enough, I was like, oh, weird. It's playing no sensitivity. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I was like, oh, this is a whole other song. Um, and I'll tell you this. I, I mean, we'll 
come circle back around on final thoughts. This song is so forgettable <laughs> because I can't get past how much it sounds like a little bit of surviving and a little bit and a lot of bit of no sensitivity. <laughs> like I could get past that. So like we're reading the lyrics, right? I've done my research. Listen to the song. Could not tell you how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why they ended up tossing it because it's my first be. It sounds like no sensitivity. Play the beginning of the song. Okay, here it is. This is the the beginning of step one. <laughs> so to me, let's just say we give it the benefit of the doubt, and it's from this series, this album. It sounds a lot like appreciation, right? So let me hear it. Oh, before. sure, yeah. So going back and hearing that this is a different key. But you can kind of hear that. Bah, bah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that totally. was the first place my mind went. I didn't listen. I didn't hear no sensitivity. Watch, play no sensitivity. Play the beginning of it. Okay, Everyone because, should hear this. Yeah. All right, here we go. Got no sensitivity. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. He was like, we've, we've written this song, right? We've done uh, this before. Hold on. Let me play these really close together. Yeah. See if you can tell which is which. Yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. Could I could not get over it. <laughs> so you know what uh, other song I heard, and we have done this one, was this song. Oh. And it, not necessarily in the guitars. It was mostly the vocals, and we'll get a little bit later in, into this this episode. We'll, we'll kind of revisit this. But And this album was three years later. And you have to understand, right, it's the same band writing this stuff. But you, yours was way closer. No sensitivity is way closer to this step one than uh, this on Integrity Blues. But I felt like I gave, uh, going back to the album, it sounded a lot like appreciation. And we've talked about B-sides sounding a lot like other tracks. And that's probably why they were nixed. Uh, yeah. So I, while I did hear appreciation, I still felt like there was some elements of an album that came three later three years later in this. And, and so I, I kind of explored that sound, but yours from an album that was from 2001. Yeah. Right. 12 years before this, they had already <laughs> written and I could it to, not a, to find extent. one person online that, that had drawn had that correlation. Thought. I couldn't hear the rest of the song. Like yeah. all <laughs> I thought was no That's sensitivity. It. How much oh, there I wanted are to go listen to No Sensitivity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Good find, man. So that was what you were talking about earlier with that the older track that had yeah. that uh, the correlation there. Yeah. Okay. It sounds a lot like that. So I yeah I understand this this could be forgettable. It still had a lot of rock and elements to it. It had some very much like yeah. You were stoked on the guitar solo. Yeah. Had had a few and I even marked the time on it. So if we ever wanted to listen to it, we could listen. Like right now? <laughs> let's do it, man. A minute and 54. Let's check this out. So this was one of the uh, more enjoyable solos. It it very much fits within the realm of Jimmy Eat World as far as solos go. I know that we had that one question we put out to the subreddit and we got kind of you know, uh, knocked down by Minty oh 901. <laughs> that was probably the last time they ever want to listen to us. <laughs> but uh, this is a very uh, 
it's a, this is a great solo for Jimmy World. Here we go. I love when they go to the open low D, though. It sounds so cool. Oh, man. So good. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was a, a very, in my opinion, a noteworthy solo from the band. It's, it's you don't get a solo all the time from them. And I, I get it. That's not what they're about. They're not a, you know, they're not a, a an arena rock band where they're looking for a, a sick solo. But I could definitely see Jim, if he was to play that live, really getting into it, bending over and just... Even even their notes that are so simple on these solos, he will take it a little step, like one step further, or step one, right? Uh, yeah. One step further, and even though you could probably play it, like let's say this would be an entry-level guitar solo, but he would take his hand and swipe it down to the end of the neck and then back up to in oh, yeah. between the notes and just winding them up going, woo! He does a lot of that. <laughs> that with, and it's a. I mean, it's a very unique sound live, and I love that about them. So it's a shame that they never played this live. Yeah, I, I think it would be fun. It sounds like one of those songs you would hear them playing at Soundcheck. Oh yeah, and like, what is that band, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I found interesting is that they have it officially uploaded to YouTube, but when you go to it, it says this video is unavailable. It was uploaded on my birthday in 2018, and it only has 23 views and two upvotes, one of which is from the pod account. Um, <laughs> so you can get to the video, but you can't watch the video. Bummer. Um, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I don't know why it's so weird to me. There is a version up on YouTube. Is it Metal Luke? It was Metal Luke. It, I was oh, like, I'll bet it's it, Metal Uke huh? that uploaded it. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's up in the... Uh, it's in the... Uh, playlist the youtube playlist for this song um but uh yeah all rights go to jimmy eat world this is the bonus track on japan's version of damage uh and it even has that's how i found the jimmy eat world upload is if you click you know how it says music in this video learn more listen ad free with youtube premium if you click mm -hmm. on step one the song it takes you to the official upload which does not exist <laughs> so that was how i found it uh-huh um so anyway yeah Okay, well then I must ask you. I feel, and this is this is a very uh, bold assumption. I feel like there are two camps you can go with, two options, two choices. If I was to say, what are your thoughts on step one? Okay, as far as songs go, I yeah. and I'm I'm totally assuming you're going to pick one of these two songs that I've I've already chosen. Uh, when you think of step one. Where does your mind go first? Which Brian song? McKnight. Okay. All right. Is that one of the two camps? That is one of the two. That okay. is at, yeah. <laughs> back at one. Because, uh, and the reason why I ask this is because whenever I hear step one, my mind goes directly to Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake. With I'm so uh, mad that I didn't come up with that, <laughs> that I didn't think of that. I'm so glad that you stuck with that because I think that I had mentioned that to you kind of in passing. Yeah. And and you had said, oh, it's Brian McKnight. 
which 1999. Have you watched this music video? <laughs> it's so 1999. Oh, dude, it's, it's actually like, a little more 1994. <laughs> it, yeah. So he's sitting there with this. Uh, I think it's a. It was it a purple turtleneck. Uh, it's like a blazer. Like it's, Is it, a, it's whole, a blazer. Yeah. But he, he's in the middle. He's in the middle of a stage. Oh no, you're right. It's like an angora turtleneck. <laughs> this is great. There's like silk. Uh, Cause that's like what people design sets with silk and <laughs> columns. This is so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It takes me back to uh, winter formal, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This is going to be the artwork for this episode. Yes. I got it right here. Okay. Let me, uh, let me play this. I queued up. Um, this isn't going to be in watch together just because I, we, they don't support the, uh, yeah. The time stamping yet, but let me just pick this, this part up real quick. Here we go. <laughs> Classic lyrics, man. You're like a dream come true, too. Just wanna be with you, three. Girl is plain to see, then you're the only one for me. And four, repeat steps one through three. I make you fall in love with me. If ever I believe my work is done, then I start back at one. No lie, David. This, oh, the man. moment you sent me that image was the <laughs> same time that Brian McKnight was pointing up one. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So 1999. And then just imagine that that 10 years later, uh, I know that this was like Lonely Island was a thing. So it wasn't just Andy Samberg. You know, he had, there was a team of three of them. Yeah. Uh, so they were doing these digital shorts. But just think that 10 years later from that classic that was played at so many senior proms and winter formals has gone to this in my mind. <laughs> to all the fellas out there with ladies to impress, it's easy to do. Just follow these steps. One. One. Cut a hole in a box. <laughs> Put your chunk in that box. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? It's like they're kind of channeling Brian McKnight a little bit in that video. If you look um, at I mean, their image and the way that they're kind of portraying themselves, absolutely. Wow. This is the step one uh, um, confluence of events. <laughs> Brian McKnight, dick in a box. <laughs> the Lonely yeah, Island. Man. Oh, man. These realizations oh. are astounding. Uh, so yeah, that was. I'm glad that you picked Brian McKnight, and I was able to uh, do something a little bit different. But those are the two places that my mind went when I, whenever I hear step one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Oh, I have a great failed blog post. What does this mean? Failed blog post. So, uh, survive. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> I happen to con johnnyrocksite.blogspot.com. Did you come across this? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the point of this blog is, but this was posted June 21st, 2020. Download album Jimmy Eat World Zip. So it's like it looks like a bootleg uh uh-huh. type of uh blog. It's got all kinds of adware all over the place. It's yelling at me about my ad blocker, but if you Oh my gosh, I have to I have to turn off my ad blocker to joke around about this with you. Hold on. 
allow ads on this page. So it's one of those like blogs where you can download albums illegally, right? So they got Bleed American here, Futures 2004, Surviving 2019. Now, what's funny about Surviving 2019 is that the artwork is for Integrity Blues, where written across the front of it says Integrity Blues. It's not even like it just says Jimmy Eat World. It's the Integrity <laughs> right. Blues artwork credited to Surviving 2019, and the track list is Damage. <laughs> so, like, if I were to what? download this album, what do I get? And right. it must be the Japanese version because it's step one is included. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, you know what's funny is um, the track list goes as follows. Appreciation, Damage, Lean, Book of Love, I will steal you back. Please say no. How'd you have me? No, never. Bye bye, love. You were good. Bonus track, step one. Bonus track what? and step one are two different tracks on this. Uh, <laughs> what? So this is why I made a note of it. The a okay. great failed blog post. Right. Because, wow. Man, um, inaccuracies galore. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. Uh, outside of that, I found one. I didn't find any covers. Did you find any covers? I did not, no. I did find this. Do you remember? I remember this. I, maybe Weezer played it, but Tony Hawk used to have the Tony Hawk Foundation concerts at a private residence in Beverly Hills. And Blink-182 played at this event in 2004, and I almost went. It was like $250 a ticket. But it was Whoa. like, I could have seen Blink-182 in its backyard, right? Well, Jimmy Eat World played one year, and this band. Now, I put I wrote Step One Lads opening for Jimmy Eat World, but it looks like they're out. Their band is called Step Forward Lads. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll put this in to uh, watch together, and uh, and we can take a listen to this band that opened for Jimmy Eat World called Step Forward Lads, opening for Jimmy Eat World in Beverly Hills. Step Forward Lads on YouTube uploaded this. 15 subscribers. Hundred and forty-eight views on this video. One upload, no comments. Wow. Special thanks to Tony Hawk and the Tony Hawk Foundation for letting us play here. It was our honor and we are extremely thankful. Kind of sounded like Mark saying it. Yeah. You know? That deep uh, maybe Mark was there filming. Yeah. Maybe that's Jack's band <laughs> that no one knew about. <laughs> sounded pretty good, man, for a backyard show. Yeah, totally, right? I mean, that setup wasn't legit. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and so that was the only thing I had. I didn't have any covers, um, but it was something. Yeah. <laughs> this band called Step Forward Lads, not Step One Lads, opened for Jimmy World in Beverly Hills. <laughs> at a Tony Hawk show. Uh, you have anything from around the community? I, well, I do. I went through uh, Reddit and checked out some things. I did come across that post from just 
Um, this one says submitted two years ago. So maybe I was mistaken on the one and the recent one you were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. No, there was one just a couple days ago. So I'll pull that okay. one up while you uh... go ahead. Yeah. So this one was from a couple of years ago from deleted. The post was deleted itself. The only Classic. thing that remains yeah. is the comment from Darth Poopsie. And, and the title. So the step one How from How did the comment remain and not the post? I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. Well, the post wasn't deleted, but the... Co- I guess the account was deleted and maybe they went in and manually removed this. Maybe. And the reason why is because I'm assuming that they had asked... They, you know, And, and this is a tough thing. Uh, what did... Uh, you know, just recently in the Discord... We, you know, we had people come in, come in and, and openly say they, they get added to the group. Like, are we open to exchange music in here or what? It's kind of like one of those things where am I going to get kind of slashed down for this or what? And I imagine that this person had asked, hey, does anyone have a copy of step one? Uh, maybe it was difficult for them to find and you could still buy it through, you know, Japanese uh, online retailers. So, but Darth Poopsie said, and I'm, this is why I'm assuming that was the question is I found mine in a torrent. Unfortunately, Jew likes putting out region specific albums and a lot of the time they are unavailable to import. The real crime of theirs was Chase This Light. <laughs> they had like three different songs in the middle of the album. Terrible, Darth Poopsie. Come on. <laughs> Stay on topic, buddy. They're a real crime. So, yeah, that was the one that I thought was from a couple of days ago. So somebody asking for a copy of Step 1. And, you know, things have gotten a little bit easier. So uh, this is this is the post from one day ago. Posted by Bro, Can We Get... L R O T N O G. What does that mean? Get Lerod. Not. I would have assumed it's like, bro, can we get along? But anyway, uh-huh. yeah, I don't um, think there's any acronym for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, this is what the post said: twenty-eight upvotes. Anyone else think it's crazy that Step One got cut from Damage? And uh, here's what they say. At the time it was released, Damage was their shortest album by quite a lot, and it was pretty straightforward. I still love the album, of course, but I think adding this bitter and more gritty song to the middle of the album would make it much easier to get through. Also, in my personal opinion, it is far superior to any other upbeat rock song in the second half of the album. I will steal you back. How'd you have me? No, never. I know that usually uh, when Jim cuts a song and adds it as a bonus track it's because the lyrics might not be up to the usual standard but i think it would have been just fine and uh the most upvoted with 12 upvotes uh comment is from c cubed seven i think how'd you have me is incredibly underrated but yeah step one would have been good on damage but to answer your question posed by your title not nearly as crazy as uh a nice being cut from invented um and then there's a ton of co- comments and people hadn't heard a nice before. I don't even know if I'm saying that wrong, that right. Table for Glasses 24. How'd you have me is probably the one song I would single out from Jimmy Eat World's discography that I wish Tom had sang. Uh, it's such a great track, but really could have been further elevated with his lead vocals. Um, and uh, yeah, but anyway, it was kind of interesting that this person had posted just one day ago, right before we recorded this episode. How timely very timely um yeah most of these you had asked me earlier today most of these are from the i think this the most recent <laughs> one that i had was this one from a year ago uh it was from maddie k 84 b-sides question mark uh, i remember there being a plethora of b-sides from the, all the albums through invented even damage had two i think uh, I don't know if I saw any with Integrity Blues. Were there any? And had there been any word of B-sides for surviving? And down in this, and, and this 
person came up a lot. So maybe they listened to Damage. Maybe Prince, the Prince of Milk is a fan of Damage. But they came up a couple of times in some different threads uh, regarding this specific track. Uh, so the Prince of Milk says, I was hoping there would already be a listing for surviving on cdjapan.co.jp, but there hasn't been. Usually the Japanese albums have one or two bonus tracks, as you can see here with Integrity Blues. Uh, and then they go on to say, Damage for sure had step one as a bonus track. And then they link, uh, you were talking about the the, Jap- the, the the Japan release. Let me click this link. I was trying to find this link. Uh, I didn't put it in my show notes. And it says, yeah, the release date of June 26th, 2013. So if you and I were looking at the same, you were looking uh, at Discogs, right? Yeah. Okay, this is actually on CD Japan. And this the link has come up several times. So this must, maybe this is like the, uh, the, the more common supplier for Japanese releases. But it does confirm that it says it, June 26th of 2013. I buy it. So corroborating evidence there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, I yeah. did like this. Somebody uh, as iron shape uh, as iron sharpens iron. Oh, seven. One day ago on that other post. Not sure that album is as perfect as it could be. And Angela likes boys comes in. LOL. No, <laughs> <laughs> she got downvoted, but I, uh, I gave her an upvote to get her to an even zero. <laughs> and I, that's Angela that runs the discord too. So I love that. Uh, LOL. No, <laughs> LOL. No, <laughs> That's good. Oh, so this was the other instance uh, four years ago from actually a post from the Prince of Milk, uh, Integrity Blues in, in uh, square brackets, Japanese version. Uh, I th- And they linked to it. So they linked to that same link from just uh, a year or two ago. They Four years ago when they posted this had linked to it. So, it's, I mean, the link still stands. So it's a very uh, dependable source. Yeah. And the Prince of Milk says, usually the Japanese versions of their CDs have at least one bonus track. Damage had step one, which I don't even have myself yet, sadly. So even though they're posting to it, they didn't purchase it. Just wanted to post this link in case anyone else wanted to buy it. CD Japan is very good, and I've used them since 07 for various items. My first, first purchase was Chase This Light, which came with an extra disc with the Tempe Sessions and all bonus tracks from that era. Uh, there's one comment, uh, two points from a certain Duke Nuke 12. I never even thought to see if Jew Japanese releases had extra tracks. I gotta get on those bonus tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I always love seeing us in the comment threads. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I like to joke that we just kind of kicked in the door into the community, but we were there. <laughs> yeah, we've been here all along. We were just a little bit more silent. I feel more confident in where we are now, man. Yeah. From step um, one to where we are. <laughs> I do want to say, because I've mentioned it here and I mentioned it in uh, the Discord, but the Tempe Sessions, I own, uh, but they got DRM'd from iTunes. And I guess there was a thing where when you went to Apple Music and you had your own stuff on iTunes, it got swapped out with the stuff on Apple Music that doesn't have uh, a DRM on it or something. It's like, if you uploaded your stuff that... Because remember, iTunes had DRM. Then it was a big deal when iTunes was like, no more DRM. And everyone right. was like, okay, cool. Yep. And so all your stuff that you own didn't have DRM. But then Apple Music came out. And if you uploaded your stuff to Apple Music, all of a sudden that DRM was back because you didn't own anything. And so I think that's why my Tempe Sessions is like gone. So I have the Tempe Sessions audio, but there are three interview clips that are on the Tempe Sessions that I do not have. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a couple of people on the discord looking for in their archives, but if you have it, let us know 
44jpod or jimmypod at gmail.com. Contact us. Let us know. Because I want to search. I want to add those to my search terms that I look for when I'm searching for clips from the band and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Tempe Sessions had three interview clips and we don't have them still. So anyway, I want it since it came up. Okay. Um, and I came across just a couple more uh, posts on this. Uh, there was one from one year ago, right all the time, had submitted a uh, a post titled, Failures Ken Andrews Talks Mixing the New Jimmy Eat World Album. Uh, and then down in this thread, I mean, I show up because I, I did clearly a year ago listened to this thing. I mean, it was good. I listened to it again today. But Minty901 says, damn, he never showed us the vocals in the chorus. Sounds song sounds very plotting, kind of reminding me of step one. Oh, so do you want to listen at the very end? He Please, does like yeah. 15, 20 seconds of this. And this sounds like so it's called the actual song. So this guy is from Ken Andrews is from Failure, the band yep. mixed, mixed surviving. Uh, and so he has from a year ago, this was December 2019, has uh, displayed this song. And it's kind of it's a neat breakdown to hear what he says. I mean, from a mixer. I know. Perspective, and this is a B-side we still have yet to hear. Exactly. But you can hear this and let's see if it sounds. Uh, I'm going to have to find this. I'll scrub through. I'll play through the last minute and I'll just kind of uh, cut in. Oh, that's the beauty of rock, right? The volume and the power. So let's hear it with the vocals in just to give you the total picture. So I hope that it can help you maybe with it does kind of sound plot. It's I mean, do you have the BPM? Did you say that at the beginning? No, so this was not on TuneBat. Okay. Yeah. It does have that march. It's not like a march, but it's very it, I think Minty 901 said it best. It's it's very plodding. It's like dun 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 yeah. dun. Has yeah, it has a lot that sound of a uh, step. I like one. that half step like climb up the scale. Yeah. I love doing that. Ba, da, 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 yeah. Da. yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I did. I've done that a lot in all my bands. No one ever follows me, but I do it. It's in there. It's buried <laughs> in the mix. I think that's my that's my R and B background. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then do you guys do the key change later on too? <laughs> I I haven't been in a band that did a key change. Yeah. I want to write a song with a key change, right? <laughs> They're kind of fun to do. I mean, it's a, it's a new thing. If you do it once, I wouldn't do it more than two two in in your live set. But <laughs> no, like you gotta do. You thing. gotta do. What's that? Um, Love on top, the Beyonce song. Have you heard that one? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my god! It, she does like six modulations. It's so <laughs> great. Oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> but Hold she's on. one that I could totally understand doing it. There was was oh it was it was. Me first in the gaming game is ruin Johnny's bar mitzvah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? And uh-huh. they're doing, uh, oh my gosh, which song is it? But they keep modulating. Is it who put the bop? No, no, it's, uh, it's not. It's, I, I, yes, I, I remember them doing it. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna put this. This will flag us for sure. But you gotta listen to this. This is so great. It was Delta Dawn. Oh yeah, it was Delta okay. Dawn. <laughs> Look how much of the song is left. She continues to modulate. It's so great. 
and the song is great. I mean, you it's missed like the first the, three that they did. The guy, um, the guy programming it, wrote a macro, and it just he had it set to every eight yeah, bars. Just yeah, go totally. up a half a step. There's a there's an Instagrammer <laughs> who I think he did like a, a video where he was like uh, the the producer on the day that Beyonce was recording "Love on Top." He was like, "Okay, Beyonce, you got it, you got it. It's great." And then she modulates one more, and he goes, "Oh my god!" And like he like gets blown back, like the Maxell cassette tape yes. guy. Brilliant. <laughs> oh man, oh, man, that's good. Yeah, Delta Dawn. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then they stop. I love it because it's so. I mean, well, it's a live show that they recorded, but that part when he just goes. They, they, every, the whole band stops. I think it's just the guitarist, and he's screaming. In fact, let me. You know what? I got it up here. Do it. He's feeling it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> decide to do key jumps <laughs> in the future would that be cool that was not a c-sharp minor no i honestly can't believe you're whining that was only four modulations dude <laughs> seriously that's nothing oh man i love that band <laughs> yeah it's nothing i went back and forth with uh nate ruiz about songs that modulate it was great yeah i yeah and i think it's one of those things where it's it it you either have to go all in as a band, which is, I mean, that that becomes your thing, or you just do it like one one song. You know, you got that one opportunity to yeah. do it, <laughs> and that's it. Oh man! Uh, last couple of things that I wanted to say was step one in the Damage Survivor results from Walking on a Wire. It uh, was in eleventh place uh, with Damage and Appreciation tying for first in that one, and then there's also uh, Pebble Swift's Best of the Best Survivor nineteen. Uh, where it made it to round three, right? And yeah. I think his are the opposite way, so they made it through the round. So, uh, yeah, not one of the higher-rated tracks, unfortunately. No. It did when the B-sides, uh, like da- there was a damaged survivor in the stake era. Remember when there was the stake? Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. And it did win the B-sides for that. Well, good. I mean, it's a solid song. It just, like you said, it's a little forgettable, and maybe that's why it's not yeah. on the album. I got a couple other uh, community things here. Um, Michael Crisp, again, he commented on the bridge earlier. He said in the Facebook group, I know we all have major love for the B-sides. No sensitivity, be sensible, and open bar reception are probably my top three. Step one and a nice are good, too. Anyway, anybody else feel like even though they are great songs, it makes sense why they didn't make the cut for the records? And to get super weird, why we... Uh, would we still like them as much if they weren't rarities? Michael Walgreen says, Step one was a little too plotting of a song. I can understand huh. why they took it off. There's a plotting. Uh, no, yeah, again. again. Uh, Sarah Richard said, Step one, heart, 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 heart. Ah, my heart 
friend, a name I'll call you in the day, time out in the open. Friend, you know exactly what I mean. You know exactly what I could be. I feel this so damn much, Sarah Richard says. Um, and I think I got Sarah Richard a few times in here um, in terms of things that she said. What else did she say here? Uh, no one ever talks about this song, but hot damn, is it a bop? And Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Hughes comes in, says, this one hits so hard. Um, and then Adrian Ray Ash on Facebook says, it's almost been seven years and I'm still bummed that step one didn't make it on damage. <laughs> I love the, I love the community reaction. There's this guy, Thomas, Thomas Gaite says that guitar riff dot, 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 and posts metal ukes, uh, video on the Facebook group. Uh, yeah, and I do like love the for riff. it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good riff, man. And then Adam Heap, Thomas Adam Thomas Heap, says, "I propose this set list. <laughs> Can you spot the theme? One, two, three, four, five, five, five. Episode four, seventeen, one mil, twelve, twenty three, ninety five, ten. Step one, reason three, forty six, seventy seven satellites, digits twenty three. And uh, Jonathan Lee says that's a lot of songs with numbers in the title. LOL." Uh, so yeah and you know what I bet you he pulled those off of the top of his head he seems like someone that could easily if there was a Jimmy oh, Eat yeah. World board game I would want Thomas Adam Thomas Heap on, yes. my, on my team totally <laughs> uh, and lastly in the community Jimmy Eat World had tweeted out in November of 2019 sold out Athens Georgia to Athens Georgia tonight see you all soon 7pm doors 8pm music pronoun uh 9 p.m jimmy world and jason sledge says hoping for get it faster authority song or if you don't don't to make the set or step one to be overly ambitious gonna be a great show so yeah somebody just as recently as two years ago Mm. was hoping for uh hoping to see step one make the set list and i think that's all i have for community no jake t o'donnell this week okay not in his top 100 Jimmy World songs. Uh, before we head out, is there anything you want to play for me, Justin? Well, I got two options here. So, I, so I've do got, I. I've got a, a double a Jimmy mashup, and then I've got a uh, an SNL slash Jimmy mashup. So. And I have a double Jimmy mashup and a Brian McKnight mashup. Dude, <laughs> look at this. Okay, do you well, like either of your rave DJs? Um, I thought. I thought that the Jimmy mashup was actually pretty good. Okay. I thought that was okay. But then again, I mean, this was like a, a, a day or two ago, and, and I didn't write any notes next to them. So what, what about you? I like the Brian McKnight one starting at 107 for a minute, but it's not great. And the double Jimmy is just no great spot to speak of. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll play. Let me play my double Jimmy first. This is uh, this is called. Uh, so it's step one and through. And I I'm so intrigued as to how Rave DJ creates these. So it must have swapped them and put through in front. So it's called throne. <laughs> so it it made the one lowercase. And You're yeah, now made throne. watching the throne. So this is Don't let me this get is, my uh, zone. through and step one here. Yeah. 
Whoa. Yeah. Kind of picks up here. That part's okay. Yeah. It's like when it gets off by one measure, it it could. I feel like it could have been something better, but because it's like maybe it's half of a measure off. It just seems like one song is starting while the other one is not necessarily has ended yet. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately with that one, um, do you want to, do you want to drop in your Brian McKnight? Yeah. Uh, so I, I said that at one Oh seven, there's a couple good moments, but all right, here we go. One Oh seven step at one. <laughs> Well, shoot, yeah, we, might, we might as well go through and let's listen to my, it's, this one's called Step Digital Short. And <laughs> I think this one was cursed, but we'll see. Oh, the drums are cool. Have some pretty it cool had moments. its moments, right? <laughs> I think it's the best of the batch. Yeah. Do you want me to go uh, through? Lastly, step- we have s- step sensitivity. Step we can sensitivity? listen to like thirty seconds of it. All but right. I don't think it's worth it. Let's see. Here we go. Step sensitivity. <laughs> All right, a winner. It was so promising. Yeah. You know, and then it just, uh, it it clipped out. But I think the volumes are just so vastly different. Right. Oh, well. I mean, they're, they're constantly refining, much like Watch Together. I'm sure they're constantly refining their software in the background. Algorithm. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's all I got, man. (laughs) Well, Justin, what are your final thoughts of the song Step One? By Jimmy Eat World. I 
I love the I love the idea, the concept, the lyrics behind it, the message that it portrays. Um, I could completely get the whole concept that it's a forgettable track. It's got a solo in it, so I got to give it some extra points. I like this track. What about you? I can't wait to listen to it again for the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I just don't remember. Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd rather listen to No Sensitivity, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And that's all I thought about wanting to do after the verse kicked in. And it didn't have those that drum hit that No Sensitivity has. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I guess uh, without any further ado, unless you have anything else, uh, I think we should remind everybody to continue being excellent to each other. And party on, dudes!